0: Welcome to Motherhood from the Brain, a podcast guiding moms of preteen girls on how to navigate emotional challenges that are not addressed in school. We share real stories, expert advice, and brain-based methods for handling tough moments. Discover insights to create a deeper connection with your preteen and improve your motherhood journey. Let's tackle the uncharted territory of parenting together. Hosted by professional certified coach, Esther Babazi. Hello there, friends. Welcome to the third episode
1: of the Motherhood and the Brain podcast. I'm your host, Esther Babazi. I just want to stand with a small disclaimer. I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or any other licensed mental health professional. On this podcast, Motherhood and the Brain, I just share what has helped improve my emotional well-being and physical well being and mental well being. Because I know that there are many moms out there who are in the same place I was, who feel stuck, confused, and think that there is something wrong with them because that is how I felt. I'm here to share tips and hacks on what improved my life in the hope that somebody else will find my knowledge and experience helpful to them. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to solve problems at the level of the mind. This is important because as a mother, I understand how important it is for you to be supportive of your child, but in order for you to do that, you need to be aware of what you are thinking. Now, let me put a small like a small caveat there. Science says, or scientists say that we have, on, on an average, human beings have around 60,000 thoughts every single day. Obviously, I don't think many of us are aware of what we are thinking all the time, like maybe the 60,000 thoughts, but with a little training and a little practice, we can become aware of some of the thoughts, at least, so we, we do not live, like, So we do not live our lives like we are on some kind of a loop or automatic. So on this podcast, today's episode, that is what I'm going to demonstrate. I'm going to show you how our thinking can help us be supportive of our children, help them solve problems or help us solve problems at the level of the mind, or how our thinking can help things escalate, which I have done many, (laughs) many years ago before i knew how my thinking affected things so when circumstances or situations happen outside of our control our brain will come up with sentences or thoughts and these sentences or thoughts are largely shaped by our upbringing tv advertisements Social media, our parents, our guardians, the generally our environment shapes how we think about things. These sentences will lead us to feel a certain way. When your brain presents you with a sentence or a thought, that thought is going to lead you to feel a certain way. And the way you feel is going to lead you to do certain things or not do certain things. And those things that you do or actions that you take are going to create results in or lack of results in your life. This is why it is important for us to become aware of what we are thinking because our thinking determines how we feel and how we feel drives how we act or lack of action. So let me give an example and this is something that happened to me. I was at the parent-teacher conference and my son and my my son's teacher said that he was failing math this is a true story my son's teacher said that he was failing math and of course my brain went into overdrive my my brain offered me different thoughts but the one that i caught most was he's not going to be promoted to the next class and when i thought that he was not going to be promoted to the next class i felt scared and when i felt scared because of what i was thinking I started like criticizing him, telling him that you spend so much time playing video games, you're not devoting enough time to study math, to practice math. I tried to micromanage him to study like I was on his back, checking on him to see whether he's studying all the time. I complained about him not studying to, to my husband and other moms. And to him, himself, and other family members, I was in my head overthinking, like, how, how, how are things, how is he going to be if he doesn't, like, get promoted to the next class? And I, I went back to him and I asked him, like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to figure this out? But the way I approached him was very, was not very, very quote unquote friendly, you know? And, I criticized myself for not paying enough attention to him to see he was failing math. And every time I criticized myself, I felt more awful. And I went back and I tried to micromanage him to see if he was studying. Like I, I asked him to show me like how he has prioritized his time. When is he going to do the math? I wanted him to study math every single evening. All these things that I did. And what I ended up creating was making even it like I was making it more same can I say more possible for him not to get promoted to the next class because nobody wants to be yelled at nobody wants to be micromanaged like I was on his back trying to kind of force him to study math and he did not do that by the way he did not so I realized that I was now being part of the problem the reason why I'm sharing this story is I just want to to show you something that really took me some time to understand. And when I finally understood it, it kind of broke my brain. It is not what the teacher said that was making me feel scared. It is what I thought about what the teacher said. Let me repeat. It is not what the teacher said that made me feel scared and do all those things that I mentioned above it is what I thought about what the teacher said. In other words, when circumstances outside of our control happen, it is not the circumstance that leads us to act a certain way, even though sometimes it looks like that, but it is never the circumstance. It is always what we think about the said circumstance. And, what is a circumstance? A circumstance has to be in neutral, something that happened, something that we can prove in the court, something that the judge can say that yes it happened. A circumstance is not is not a feeling. It's not like oh I feel sad today. No. We need to flush out and find out what really happened. And in order for us to do that, we need to sit down and state exactly what happened. The teacher said Your son is failing math. That is a statement that the teacher made. And when the teacher made that statement, I thought, Oh my God, he's going, he's not going to get promoted to the next class. He's going to fail. Maybe he will have to do summer school. Maybe we need to find a tutor. All those things. And finding a tutor is not a bad thing. And summer school is not a bad thing either. But it was my approach that was making all these things seem like a bad idea. Let me repeat. It is not what happens outside of us or outside of our control that leads us to feel and act a certain way. It is what we think about what has happened that leads us to feel and act a certain way. Now, I can hear you say, but what do you mean nobody wants their son to fail? Of course, nobody wants their son to fail. But another way for example, if my friend had, was in the similar situation and came and talked to me, like, Oh, the teacher said my son is failing math. What am I going to do? Like, I could choose to, instead of saying he's not going to get promoted to the next class, I could say, like, how can we help him? And I know that is a question. Every time your brain presents you with a question, always answer it. Do not let questions go around swimming in your brain. They create more confusion and feeling stuck. How are we going to help him? Okay, then we could brainstorm ideas, maybe find a tutor, maybe help him. If if you are the kind of parent who is good in math, I'm not good in math. But if you're the kind of parent who is good in math, maybe you could sit with your son and help him. Maybe you could even ask your son what is going on because I did not do that. I was so busy in my brain, feeling scared and ruminating and coming up with ideas. I never even consulted my son to find out like, what is going on? What is the problem? How can we solve this? Do we need help? I never did that. All I did was be on his back to see how he can study, to see how he can improve his grade and go to the next class. Like that is all I did. So another way to look at that would be to ask him, like, what can we do? What do you think about what the teacher said to bring him on board? That is one way. Or another way could be, okay, the teacher said he's failing math. Maybe we could bring a tutor on board. Like I said, maybe we could help him, sit with him at home and do math every evening or maybe a few times a week. You see, it is the same circumstance. The teacher said my son is failing math, but because I have different thoughts about what the teacher said, I come from different angles and I feel differently depending on what what I think. When I felt that he's not going to be promoted to the next class, I felt scared. I felt scared and, and I went in micromanage mode. But when I'm more like, okay, how can we help him? Maybe we can help him. I don't want to put a question there. Like when there's a circumstance in life, never go around with a question. Your brain presents you with a question, always answer it. Okay, how are we going to help him? Maybe we can hire a tutor. Maybe we can ask him. Then I'm more curious because when I want to ask him, I'm curious. I'm not scared. I'm curious and curiosity creates connection. Like when I ask him, I'm open, I'm not judgmental, I'm open-minded, I'm willing to listen to him and this is what creates connection. So long story short, I got coached a ton on that situation. I got coached a ton and I was able to see where my brain was leading me astray and long story short we ended up hiring a tutor um we found a university student an engineering second year engineering student who was very good of course in math and he tutored he tutored him is that a word tutored he helped him a few times a week and he was able to improve to his grade and go to the next class all the other drama was totally unnecessary and distressing and only escalating the situation because my my son told me I will not read as long as you are on my back like that and I had to pull away so what i want to show you is sometimes we get in micromanage man, micromanage mode because we are scared you know our animal brain our some people call them they call it the lizard brain is freaked out it thinks oh my god he's not going to be promoted to the next class maybe how is he going to thrive in the world if he's not promoted what does it mean about me as a parent if my child is not promoted like these are the things that lead us to become micromanagers because we are scared and we make things mean things uh, we make situations mean things about us and it is never about us It is never about us. Even though the brain likes to present it like that, it is never about us. When we make things mean things about ourselves, that is how we get into micromanage mode. And we start micromanaging and we create resistance and we end up like escalating the whole situation. Another thing, like this is what we will cover further up in the podcast as we go. One of the ways... to solve things on your own at the level of the mind one of the ways we do that is we for example my brain presented me with oh my god he's not going to be promoted to the next class and one of the ways to solve that is to question it like to question my brain okay brain so what if he's not going to be promoted so what so what if he's going to repeat a class like what is wrong with repeating a class what am I making it mean? Am I making it mean I'm a bad mother? Again, I'm, I'm back at making things mean things about us. Like maybe it is good for him to repeat a class. If he's prioritizing video games, maybe it, this will be a good lesson for him. Like I, we have to learn to, to go in discussion with our brain and that grip will loosen every time I question my brain when my brain presents me with a sentence or thoughts or a thought. Like, I want to go behind that thought and, and like, question it. Like, what's so wrong with that? Maybe he needs this. Worst case scenario, he repeats the class. Okay, maybe he, maybe it's good for him. Maybe he will learn something. Maybe he will learn math. Maybe there are things he did not understand. You know, maybe it will be good for him. There's a reason there's like summer class and, and, and children repeat classes. There's a reason they do that. This is to calm the brain down. Not to let the brain be on a rampage, like running around and like recycling sentences. But he didn't have to do that. Like I said, we had a tutor, student who helped him and he improved his grades and he went to the next class and like he's been improving and improving and improving. So there you have it, moms. When things happen in your life, your child is like, your child does something that is outside of your control. You have to look at it objectively. Don't add emotion, state what exactly happened, exactly what happened, not what you think of what happened, but what happened. Then look at how you interpret what happened. What do you think of what happened? What you think of what happened is going to lead you to feel a certain way, and the way you feel is going to lead you to do or not do certain things, and those things that you do or don't do are going to create results in your life. Like I, say, like I said earlier, when I sat down and I looked at what I was doing because of what I was thinking and how I was feeling, I was making it even more possible for my son to repeat a class or go to summer school because of the actions I was taking. hours on his back and he plainly told me, I will not read and, uh, as long as you are on my back like that. And I understand that because nobody wants to be micromanaged. This is something that we are born with, like our agency, our own autonomy. We don't want other people telling us what to do. Nobody wants that. We even see that in toddlers. You tell them to sit in the cassette, they don't want. You have to wrestle them in the cassette. This is something that we are born with. So when he said that to me, I had to find (laughs) help. And I got coached on that. There were several sessions I had because of the way I was brought up. The way I was brought up. Like we, first of all, when, when my parents said something, I could not answer back. This is something I've had to wrestle with, but I'm at peace now. Like in my environment, in my society where I grew up, there's nothing like talking back to a parent. Nothing like that. So I have, I have had to wrestle with that, to understand that and to let that go. And where I came from, like education was very important. I think. When I look back when I was growing up, all the conversations in my home and in our environment revolved around education, revolved around how we needed to be good in class, how we needed to be good, have good grades, how we needed, like I have had to resolve and reconcile all these things that I grew up with. I have had, have done, I have got coached a turn, like we say. We normally say that I got coached a turn. I have, I was coached a turn to see this is what I say that our thinking is shaped by our upbringing and our parents and our and the TV watch and advertisement and all these things. They shape how we think about things. There you have it. Next time something happens, sit down and see what kind of sentence it brings up and try to allocate in your body how you feel because of what you think and how you approach the said situation. And you will slowly, if you are attentive enough, slowly you will begin to see how this is either improving your situation or escalating the situation. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you again next time.
0: Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Your time means the world to us. If you found this episode valuable, we would be immensely grateful if you could spare a moment to visit Apple Podcasts and share your thoughts through a review. Your feedback plays a vital role in helping fellow moms discover our podcast and enrich their own motherhood experiences. Take care and bye for now.